Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. All right, America, what's up, New York? I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, and I am right here live in New York City. Check it out. President Trump just finished talking about his executive orders to do a couple of different things. But before I get into that, I want to talk about how Democrats are trying to steal the election. And that's not me. That's exactly what the president just said. Now, I look at the Democrats like a clown car from the circus that just pulls up and they just keep piling out and piling out and one one clown right after another. Because you've got Joe El Bobo Biden. And hat tip to one of the Twitter followers who said, no, maybe he's better called Joe El Baboso Biden. Either way, Joe Biden today, uh, yesterday, excuse me, decided to take um, a backtrack approach to apologize for things that he just said. But what I, I want you to hear what he said on Thursday. Listen to Joe Biden taking shots at African-Americans trying to praise me, the Latinos. And by the way, what you all know, but most people don't know, Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. Of course we have different attitudes about different things. But the real issue here is, unlike the African-American community, now everybody and their mother has come to his defense to talk about, well, Joe didn't mean that, Joe's this and Joe is that. I say... Bravo Sierra, BS. Not, that's not real. Joe has constantly made these cases uh, against himself, right? He's always putting his foot in his mouth. But what I want to talk about uh, with respect to that, because you've probably heard this the last couple of days, but you haven't heard it from me. So my thoughts on the whole Joe Biden thing is everybody should never be looked at as a monolith. For example, imagine if somebody said, well, white people, right? Unlike this people, white people, they are, you know, a solid voting block. For who? Right? You got white people that'll die for Trump, and you got white people that will die for Bernie Sanders and all sorts of communist stuff. They have all this socialism going on. Now, we're going to get into a whole lot of things today regarding Trump's executive orders. I want to get into that, but I want to talk about this, this Latino thing. And Biden made some comments to try to clarify that. So I'm looking at it's live radio, so I have to look at my sheet and look through the glass to my peeps, Jenny from the block, and Get Loose Bruce running the board like a champ, and they've got a new board. we got a whole new setup here. It's fantastic. Big shout-out to Red Apple Media. But I want to go to the cut where Biden clarifies his racist comment. Cut 20. Check this out. We can build a new administration that reflects the full diversity of our nation, and the full diversity of Latino communities. Now, when I mean full diversity, 
unlike African-American community and many other communities from everywhere, from Europe, from the tip of South America, all the way to our border in all, uh, Mexico and in, in the Caribbean. Yeah. So it sounds to me like Joe Biden just said the same thing again. <laughs> he basically said, did I put my foot in my mouth? Instead of calling him Sleepy Joe Biden, I think we should call him Sloppy Joe Biden because Sloppy Joe, Sloppy Joe, El Bobo de, uh, de Blasio, <laughs> Biden, we're going to have to get names for everybody here. Joe Biden really screws this up. And the reason I think he's screwing it up is because he's just telling the truth. He's telling the truth of how he feels. He feels that Democrats uh, have a lock on the black vote. Now, if you look at the numbers and you look at voters, you can say, okay, yeah, so the number's super high in the black community of people that Democrat voters that are black voting for, for Democrats is very high, something like 90%. So I guess you can try to give him credit based on that. But the real issue here is how do you come out and say it without earning the vote? A little while ago at his property in Bedminster, New Jersey, the president mentioned something, and he said lots of things. But one thing he said, if and when we win, he doesn't take the vote for granted for a second. Not for a second. He's confident in his own ability. That's why he keeps trying to uh, goad Biden into more debates. And interestingly, and I'll show, uh, during the break, I'm going to tweet this out. I think um, my, my compadre, my compadre, my compi, Rich Cementa, Mr. Producer, he tweeted this yesterday, and I, I may have retweeted it, but I'll tweet it out again. The letter that our colleague here, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, sent a letter to the debate, uh, I, think, I don't know if it's called a committee or a commission, I think it's called the Commission on Presidential Debates. He sent them a letter and sent a copy, as a courtesy, to Joe Biden as the candidate. And the address for Mr. Biden is Joe Biden's basement, Wilmington, Delaware, which I thought was really fun because Hyden Biden has been hiding out in his basement for the longest time. Now, speaking of Trump, and I want to get into that, he, he just had a press conference about 20 minutes ago where he basically said that he's going to roll out a bunch of executive orders to combat the Democrats. But I'm looking at the clock, and we probably won't have time to get into all of them. So before we do that, I'm going to wrap up our conversation on Latinos. And I think it's interesting that Biden wants to uh, court the Latino voters, because if you listen to my podcast, which you can find at WABCradio.com, there was an episode where I talked about Biden and the Boricuas. And the Boricuas I'm talking about are the Puerto Rican people in Orlando, Florida. Now, in Orlando, Florida, there's a lot of Puerto Ricans. Uh, there has been for a long time, and there's even more now that Hurricane Maria decimated parts of Puerto Rico. So people have moved from Puerto Rico to Orlando. With that being said, there were people from the Democrat Party working for the Biden campaign going door to door in Orlando. And what did they find? They found that the Democrats and the Biden campaign specifically said, you know what, we don't want you going door to door in Orlando anymore. And they said, but we speak Spanish. Why can't we go? And they said, You're, we can use you better somewhere else. And they're like, better where? If we speak Spanish and this is the Spanish speaking area. So they took offense to it. And I, I've talked about this before, but just to rehash this, they sent a letter to the Orlando, I don't know if it was the Orlando Sun Sentinel or the Miami Times or the Miami Herald. Anyway, one of those saying, hey, we take exception to this. We're Puerto Ricans. We're supposedly going door to door for a progressive party. And what now? So it seems that Biden's had a rocky road all along with Puerto Ricans, Hispanics in general. 
And even Chrissy Teigen, right, she tweeted out, she's a, a very prominent progressive, she tweeted out that she wasn't going to buy Goya and she was on a boycott, and lo and behold, hot off the press, Chrissy Teigen is slammed for cooking with Goya beans a month after announcing she'd boycott the brand over the CEO's support of Trump. So Chrissy Teigen, wow, you're a hypocrite, but I understand you can't get enough of the good Spanish products. I get it. Because you know why? I also like good Spanish products. And you know what you'll always catch me on? You will always catch me with Cibao meat products. Because Cibao meat products, it's the best. It's just simply the best. If you're going to have a sandwich, you want to use the fine Indubeca ham, the salami campesino, the sharp cheddar cheese. It's the perfect combination between soft and creamy and the quality of Cibao meat products. They've got more than half a century of tradition and a quality of making the best Hispanic-style salamis. Now, they also have the, the new Pavolani line, and that's about turkey products. It's all based on turkey. But don't forget, they've got their famous longanisa, and you have to make sure you're getting the right stuff because the Don Filo line, that's the Pavolami, turkey options, chicken, and herring, it's fantastic. Sibau also has salami, 100%. This stuff is gluten-free. This stuff is all protein. It's an economical salami, excuse me, salami, but it's high quality. So they've got lots of products. You've got to check them all out. They're in every one of your favorite stores, especially in your local bodega. So don't miss out on Cibao meat products. And remember, if you don't see their logo right from the start, don't put it in your shopping cart. Cibao meat products is a tradition of quality. You don't want to mess with that. I'm Rich Valdez. You're listening to This is America. We are New York on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now it's Rich Valdez. The call screener, who is a budding radio star, by the way. Richie Valdez is terrific. All right. Thank you. Great one. That was Mark Levin saying that I am terrific. And I have to say, I totally agree with the great one. I think I'm terrific. I look in the mirror and I thank God for what I see. Now, again, I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo. Our telephone number is 1-800-848-9222. And so many of you know me, if you listen to this station, as Mr. Call Screener. When I'm not blessing you with my velvety voice over the airwaves, I am fighting to get you off the phone when you don't have a good point on the Mark Levin Show. Now, I'm not so stringent on my show here because I really do enjoy This is my favorite part of the show is talking with the callers. So I want to go to the phone lines. We're going to open them right up. Again, our phone number, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. And let's start in Manhattan. Julie, you're on with Rich Valdez. What's going on? Yeah, hi, Rich. You're terrific. Oh, thank you. I you, love hearing that. Go right a, ahead. This is a great opportunity for Republicans to keep every day for three months to call Joe Biden a racist because this is what he is. This is not a gaffe. I don't want to hear this. It's a gaffe. Because giving him a pass, this—he's a racist for 77 years, and Mark Levin and Sean Hannity have that on a um, loop. Oh, yeah. But where are the Republicans? Because the Republicans want Joe Biden, and when Joe Biden—he's a racist—and this has got to be kept up for three months. I've been called a Nazi and Hitler for three years for voting for Trump. Republicans want to lose. They you're you're right, Julie. I couldn't agree with you more. This is a perfect opportunity for so many people to say, oh, which one of us is the racist? I thought Donald Trump is the racist because he did this, because he's put additional funding into his, uh, 
not Hispanic, uh, historically black colleges and universities, HBCUs. He's done so much for so many different uh, minority groups. And dis despite that, because I, I don't really believe in helping minority groups over any other group, I think we should help everybody, period. It doesn't matter to me what color you are. If you're an American, you're an American. We all bleed red, white, and blue. But you're right. We should not allow Joe Biden to get a pass on this. And so many people have been coming to his defense. They're just lining up, like I said before, a little clown car with, you know, Clyburn and Joy Reid and uh, so many people just coming out. Pelosi, everybody coming out saying this and that and the other. And I'm going to get into that a little bit with the Pelosi and, and her defense of Biden. But I want to keep going to the phone. So thank you, Julie, for your call. I appreciate it. Let's go to Joe in Bradley Beach. You're on with Rich Valdez. Welcome to the program. I think I met you once uh, while, uh, a couple of years back, and uh, you were just as nice in person as you are on the radio. Oh, man, that's very kind of you. Thank you. I, I can put, I could fill a stadium with people that would disagree with you, but I appreciate it. What's on your mind, brother? <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. I always follow your stuff on Facebook. And, uh, Thank you. I like the way you approach people, even that, that don't agree with you. And I think you're, you're a very well-spoken individual, so I'm wondering— when is the time you're going to start running for president? <laughs> well, that's very kind. Uh, Rich Valdez, 2020, right? Well, I'm not yeah. Kanye. <laughs> I appreciate that, Joe. I'll tell you a story. Uh, last year, some folks approached me and said, hey, you know what? We want a conservative Latino that can go head-to-head -head with AOC, but you'd have to move into the district and you'd have to, you know, give it everything you got. And I said, well, look, it's something I'd consider because, you know, I've got kids and I, I live in Jersey now. I grew up in Brooklyn, but I'm in Jersey now. I live in the suburbs. I live on a really nice block. And I thought, I don't mind moving into a district that I know has problems. AOC's district is riddled with problems. She's saying abolish ICE. Meanwhile, people from the MS-13 gang, these guys are illegal aliens. They're shooting people dead in broad daylight. So I think to myself, hmm, this is a tough one. So I made the rounds. I visited with a bunch of different Republican clubs, and there was a lot of enthusiasm for the campaign. But along with that, there was just a lot of enthusiasm to beat AOC all out crazy, that I, uh, as I've nicknamed her. So I thought to myself, is this really the right time to do this? That and many people came to me and said, would you consider stepping aside so that we could run? And there was a lot of people that wanted to run. I mean, 15 different people emerged at that time. So I felt, you know what, I... I said on the radio with Curtis and Juliet that I would 100% run for that seat if no one else would. If nobody stepped up, I would do it. But fortunately, 15 people stepped up. So when Political Magazine called me and asked me what my thoughts were, I told them last August, actually, that I would be in it if nobody else stepped up. Lots of people stepped up, and now they finally have somebody that's going to go head-to-head -head in September, excuse me, in November. So I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for... John Cummings, I'm rooting for the Republicans, and I definitely thank you for your call, Joe. That was really kind of you, and I appreciate it. But let's keep it moving. Uh, I want to go to Yonkers, Y-O, to Teddy. Teddy and Yonkers, you're on they with Rich see, Valdez. How are you? They want to see when they agree with it, and when they don't, What, what are you talking about? It. Hey, Teddy, you're on the air with Rich Valdez. What's on your mind? Yeah, good afternoon, Rich. How are Rich, you, sir? I like your personality. But here's Tell me my, what you don't like. Here's my criticism of you. Okay, I don't, you know, you say I don't know you, but I've listened to you before with Sid Rosenberg or sure. Bernard or whatever. Those two guys, forget it. But, <laughs> Rick, this is what I want to say. What Joe Biden said was outrageous, repulsive. It, it was terrible, and it should be repudiated by Democrats. But, Rick, why don't you say the same thing? And, and, and Bernie and Sid, 
why don't they say the same thing about Trump and his adages and his remarks well, like and what? his innuendos? Give and, me one of them. Rick, what about the Republicans? They don't want to go up from a trillion, and they blame the Democrats. They came down from three trillion to two trillion, but the Republicans what adages don't are you talking about? Teddy, Teddy, slow down. Which adages are you talking about that Trump is talking about? Excuse me. You're saying I should call out Trump for being a racist? Yeah. When when has he given me any idea to call him a racist? Rick, what about when he was running for president and what he said about the Mexicans? Oh, they come here. Well, Tom, Tom, with all respect, Tom, what he said was that they're sending us their rapists. Not that all Mexicans are rapists, that they were sending us their rapists. Doesn't that make sense? Hey, Rick, if I was a math teacher, if I'm teaching in the school and I use that type of language, Rick, I would be I would be removed. Well, here's the thing, Tim. When when you try to label somebody as a racist and you have to really go out on a limb for something that they said that was taken out of context. And even if you took it in context, it wasn't racist. The Mexicans do send us the worst of the worst. Nobody wants to keep the, 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 the worst in their country. They send them out. Look at the Los Marielitos that came from on the boat, the Marielle in, in the 1980s from Cuba. They sent us the worst of the worst. I mean, am I wrong, Timothy, or no? Teddy, first of all, I'm Teddy. Oh, well, my uh, name isn't Rick, but didn't stop you. Oh, oh Rich Valdez. Yeah. I apologize. That's all right. I apologize. Uh, but... Uh, Rich, then what about the Republicans in dealing with this stimulus bill? Are you are they racist? Agree with me that they should come up? I think the president just signed a bunch of executive orders that he's probably going to get sued over to make sure that people get another four hundred dollars per week in their unemployment checks, so that people have a payroll tax holiday, so that we don't have felons with the Democrats because the Democrats are looking to empty out jails as part of the coronavirus stimulus bill. What's up with that? Oh, well, listen, thank you. I guess I've stunned him with my genius. That's the Levin line that I backbenched. You're listening to This is America. I'm Rich Valdez. We'll be right back. Sibao meat products have over a half a century of tradition and quality making the best Hispanic-style salami. That's why if you don't see the logo from the start, don't put it in your shopping cart. Sibao meat products. It's a tradition of quality. Now available on WABCRadio.com. This is America with Rich Valdez. Look, you either love America or you don't. You either love liberty or you don't. When it comes to patriotism, there's no half-step. Listen and subscribe. WABCRadio.com and the 77 WABC mobile app. An American original. Talk Radio 77 WABC and WABCRadio.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. 
This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. All right, New York, welcome back. It's Rich Valdez on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Our phone number is 1-800-848-9222. If you have a comment or criticism, I actually enjoy those a little more, give us a call, 1-800-848-9222 or WABC. Now, we heard from President Trump on the news break, but we haven't heard of exactly what he was talking about. Now, some of the things that he mentioned in this press conference that he did right now, and he also did a press conference yesterday, which was really great, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. But he talked about Sleepy Joe building a wall, him building the wall and Sleepy Joe ripping the wall down. The Democrats pushing the release of felons as part of their coronavirus non-negotiables. How the heck that stops coronavirus? I have no idea. But that's what he was talking about. He just signed an executive order adding $400 a week back to people's unemployment because the $600 was out and the Democrats were unwilling to negotiate. So what's interesting here is if they decide, they meaning Chuck and Nancy, Pelosi and Schumer, if they decide to say, all right, well, you know what? We're going to fight the president on this. That's an illegal executive order that he did to give people $400 to get kids back to school, the money for the vaccines, the payroll tax holiday. Imagine how popular it's going to be for Nancy Pelosi to say, we're suing the president because we want you to pay taxes. We don't want the president to prevent you from paying taxes. We don't want the president to give you a payroll tax holiday. How popular is that going to be in November? I think he's got Chuck and Nancy by the short and fuzzies. But I want you to listen to the president himself. So let's kick this off with 21, Trump 21, Sleepy Joe, the wall and the felons. Sleepy Joe wants to rip the wall down. He wants people to pour into our country. They want to have open borders. We don't want to have open borders. So the Democrat bill includes stimulus checks for illegal aliens. They require the mass release of illegal aliens from detention. They also compel the mass release of inmates including serious felons. Okay, now, um, Madame Callscreener brought it to my attention that it's not the short and fuzzies, it's the short and curlies, but I was referring to trolls, and they are short with fuzzy hair. So get it right, boo, get it right. But that's the president, and the president is talking about what Sleepy Joe Biden, or now we've newly named Sleepy Joe to Sloppy Joe, Sloppy Joe El Bobo Biden, how he wants to allow illegal immigration. Now, to not turn the entire program into an illegal immigration program, it just goes to show the differences in these agendas, but more so. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. On how the Democrats continue blocking the PPE and money for schools. This is what they, they want to do is tr- Trump is stopping the bleeding with the PPE so that businesses can continue, people can make payroll taxes, or make payroll and continue to pay taxes. People can pay their rent. They can do this. They can do that. He's trying to prevent people from getting evicted. And the Democrats are holding what is good and holy hostage to get what they want. Listen to this. Democrats are actively blocking 
the following measures. Support for K-12 schools to help them safely open. Additional funding for the Paycheck Protection Program to help millions of workers on the payroll. This is a great program, very successful, kept a lot of businesses open. That's why we're doing so well in reopening our country. Additional money for hospitals, testing, and vaccines. Direct payments of $3,400 for a family of four. Most families have four, at least the ones that I know of. So when you have Trump putting all of this out there, he's putting money into the pockets of working families. Those that are unemployed, he's giving them $400 more per week. What is it that the Democrats are doing? So here's the real test. If the Democrats are on board, they will ignore these executive orders and let them come to fruition. If not, they're going to start spinning everything like they always do by saying, listen, listen, listen. You might think that it's good to give more money to people on unemployment, but it's not. And we have to stop Trump from helping the Americans with unemployment. You might think sending your kid to school is a good thing, but no, it's no good. We can't do that. And even those Democrats that are here in New York, like we have cut 13 Cuomo, cut 14 de Blasio, these guys are saying that, yeah, eventually we, gotta, we have to let kids back into school. And you've probably heard by now that if kids are out of school for 180 consecutive days, you don't have to pay school tax anymore. So let's go to uh, cut 13, Governor Cuomo talking about the reopening of schools. Today is the deadline to look at the infection rates and make a determination. Uh, by our infection rates, all school districts can open. Uh, everywhere in the state, every region is below the threshold that we established. Can we just pause uh, him for a second? Which is just great news. <laughs> this is uh, the funny and part. Look. He says... This is great news. If you listen to Cuomo right now, he sounds like not one, but two of his dogs have died. He sounds absolutely depressed. I've never heard him sound so deflated, so unanimated. He is so depressed right now. Why? Because he no longer has control. The coronavirus is dissipating, and his control over everyone is dissipating along with it. Let me say it this way. You look at our infection rate. We are probably in the best situation in the country right now, as incredible as that is. So if anybody can open schools, we can open schools. Well, there you have it. So he's saying, yes, we can open schools. And his uh, arch nemesis, we'll call him uh, El Baboso, uh, Bill El Baboso de Blasio, he also said, uh, cut 14, that we do need to open schools. Listen to this. We need to open schools because we know uh, just extraordinary number. We have 1.1 million school kids, and, and three-quarters of our families have said they want their kids back in school. They want that support. They want the kids to do better educationally than they can do remotely. They want everything that goes with school, the social development, the mental health services, physical health services, food. It's our obligation to do our very best for parents and families. Uh, but we're going to work with the state to figure out what's safe. All right, so he's going to work with the state. You just heard from the state. That's de Blasio saying, we're in the best position we've ever been in, and uh, we're terrific, we're New York. But he sounds so morbid. Why? Well, of course we know why. His time at the big boy table is over. His control over everything is just starting to fizzle away, and he doesn't like that.
Now, I want to get into Trump and the payroll taxes, but before we do, I want to open up the phone lines because I see you guys are calling in and I want to get to you. One of my um, YouTube mentors is the late Bob Grant, and he always said, let us be heard, and I believe in that. So let's go to line two. Let's go to Chi in Bergen County, where I hail from. You're on with Rich Valdez. Chi. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi. Is that me? Okay. How are you? What's on your mind? My name is Chi, and I call from Bergen County. Yes. What would you like to say? I I just uh, love to let everybody know that we have a group of the uh, the, the guests and electric come into town and help us out, and we have electricity. They drove... Say I was spoke to his, to the man and he say he they drove uh, they stopped and they just finished a job in Texas and they get the phone call and tell them the order tell them to go straight to New Jersey and they drove all the way from Texas to New Jersey and now we have electricity. Thank you, Chi. And you know what? You're right. I have my own story with that. So, you know, I, I was uh, born in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Jewish Medical Center, which is now called Interfaith Medical Center. But moved to Jersey, and in Jersey, I live in Ridgefield Park in Bergen County, like Chi, and here's the thing. When the hurricane hit, it knocked down a bunch of trees in the town that I live in. One of those trees went down, and it hit a transformer that was connected to a a lamp post, and we had no power for about two days. And what was really interesting was that when the power guys came out, the crew, to restore power, it wasn't the New Jersey company, uh, PSENG, Public Service Electric and Gas. It was if I'm not mistaken, a crew out of Georgia. And I thought, man, that's awesome that these guys are, you know, showing solidarity for their fellow utility workers and coming and restoring my power because, you know, a couple of days without AC was kind of rough when you're a little rotund like me. But all that being said, I understand what she is talking about because I went through the same thing. I was also in the great blackout of 1978 for two days. So, Chi, thank you for the call. Let's go to... E. Frank, E. Frank in Astoria, what's on your mind, brother? This is always a hoot. Yes, it's a pleasure to speak to you, Rich, again. Thank you, sir. Likewise. Yeah, uh, I would just like to tell you, uh, you know, you, I heard you say that uh, Sleepy Joe Biden is now Sloppy Joe Biden, mm-hmm. uh, is Baboso Biden. You know, uh, I'm Hispanic, and uh, as well as you are. Congratulations, sir. And uh, I would just like to say maybe Joe Biden is uh, not so Baboso or Viejo Chencho, as they say in, in the Spanish world. Maybe he has some energy to beat down Trump at his ideals. I think that, you know... Well, I we're going to find his... that out for sure in November and at the uh, debates. Yeah, because I talked to his daughter, uh, his second daughter, and she says, you know, my father's sick, but he, he can actually do it. We're Democrats, and we're not so liberal. We're trying to help this country get back on its no, feet and again. You know what? You, you raise an excellent point in that he's a Democrat and he's not so liberal. That's why he appointed AOC All Out Crazy to lead his Green New Deal committee. And what did he do with uh, the other committee? Oh, that's right. Her communist grandpa, Bernie Sanders, right? Bolshevik Bernie, he picked her, or him, I should say, both of them, to, to, to help craft his progressive platform. How do you say that's not, I mean, it's really not liberal, it's very progressive, but how, how is he going to get away from that extreme left position? He's not. That's the point, and I thank you for the call, E. Frank. He, he's not going to be able to get away from that. Why? Because when you've, in years past, people run and they go, you know what, during the primary, they're going to run to the right, they're going to run to the left. 
Okay, I get it. The problem is Biden is in the tank with people that say, you know what, we disagree with you drinking coffee. We disagree with you doing this and doing that. So what are we going to do? We're going to burn down the federal courthouse. Now, guess what? This thing of burning things down, Molotov cocktails, this didn't start in 2020. It's been around for a very long time. A really long time. So what happens when you do, you've done these things for a really long time? We have a history. We know how they work. And Biden has jumped into bed with the most radical of radicals that we have in our day and time. If this were back in, in the days of the Cuban Revolution, we could say, well, you know, Che Guevara, he's a real radical. El Che. But El Che's not around anymore. So today, in our modern times, in the United States, in this hemisphere, yeah, you got a couple of crazies in South America, for sure. Like um, Nicolás Maduro. And who do you think resembles more the policies of the Venezuelan president dictator Nicolás Maduro, Joe Biden, or Donald Trump. That's a clear one. And who mirrors them nearly completely? I would bet Bernie Sanders. And he'd probably say something like, you know, Maduro, I, I love it because he's like Denmark. He's like Denmark. Healthcare is a right. And he'd go into his whole diatribe on the things that he does. So listen, I say to that stuff, forget about it. Now, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, this KGB stuff that I had on my podcast earlier this week, which was really exciting. We're going to get to your calls and a couple of other things. So keep it locked right there. Our telephone number is 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222 or 1-800-848-WABC. I'm Rich Valdez, and you're listening to This Is America. The latest news, behind-the-scenes videos. Get it all now. Like 77 WABC on Facebook. Well, he is Greek-American. He's a New Yorker. It's a great American success story. He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. He's got plenty of ideas on how to bring change. Tomorrow at 8.30 a.m., it's the Cats Roundtable with John Katsimatidis. Good morning, America. This is the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis here. Giving you both sides of the story with New York sensibility. Tomorrow at 8.30 a.m., it's the Cats Roundtable with John Katsimatidis on Talk Radio 77. 77WABC. 77WABC Cares wants you to know about Drive for 25. Do you know what your kids are eating at school? In the coming weeks, you'll hear a lot about the Drive for 25 initiative. This important legislative bill helps local farmers, the economy, and gives you peace of mind that your kids will be safer too. But we don't think 25% is enough. We want to strive for 50. 50% would have an enormous positive economic impact for farmers and our state. And most importantly, ensure that what your kids are eating is safe. Keep listening for important interviews and reports on how we are working to rebuild New York and take our city back. We're New York's talk radio. 77 WABC cares. Frank Morano, Sunday at 7 p.m. Where is the mayor? Where is the governor? Hundreds of thousands without power, down trees all over the place, utility companies not coming through, and these two guys are absent. We'll explore it, and I'll also talk to Uncle Floyd Vivino because who doesn't need a laugh these days? Frank Morano, Sunday at 7 p.m. Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
All right, Rich Valdez here, and I want to remind you again for the third time because it's so important, I think, if you're going to be getting together this summer, you have to use Sibau meat products. And we want you to enjoy a sandwich with the finest Indueca ham, the Campesino sharp cheddar cheese. It's the perfect combination of flavors between soft and creamy, and it has that stamp of Sibau meat products. Always remember that. Now, they have more than half a century of tradition and quality, making the best Hispanic-style salamis, such as Salami Campesino and the famous Longaniza Sibau. This is great for any meal for any occasion. Sibau has over 30 years making the first salami with a net design casing such as the Indubeca, Sosua, and Checo. Then, Sibau also has herring, and the pavolami, which is poultry. That's their Don Filo line. Three options. You can also get check, uh, excuse me, chicken with that. So, listen, always go with Sibao meats. 100% turkey meat. They also have the salami del pueblo, which is a really affordable salami, but the best quality. There's so much more. Ask for them in your favorite stores. That's why when you look for salami, always look for that Sibao Meat Products logo. And remember, if you don't see their logo from the start, don't put it in your shopping cart. Sibao Meat Products, it's a tradition of quality. Long Island and 1071 WLIR. Welcome to the family. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are New York, talking about what matters to you on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now it's Rich Valdez. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, New York, welcome back. Our telephone number is 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. And I just wanted to let you know, when you guys give me an hour on the radio, and I want to thank uh, Dave Labrosi, our program manager, VP of programming, our president here at WABC Radio, Chad Lopez, these guys, they give me an hour, and they let me bring you everything that's going across the country. Everything that's going on in America, I try to pack it into an hour. Plus, you also get, now this is like one of those infomercials, you also get two free, absolutely free podcasts every week on Tuesday and Thursday, in addition to this live program. This is America. We do three shows a week. Now, if you don't have a subscription to the podcast, then you should get one. Go to wabcradio.com, take two, wabcradio.com, and you can download the app, and you can listen to all the podcasts, not just mine. You can catch anything that you've missed. It's all on demand, and I want to encourage you to do that. Now, we were talking about several things. There was one more audio that I wanted to play for you. Uh, There's probably a few, but right now I want to get to the president's final comments about the payroll taxes being forgiven if he's elected. So let's roll that one real fast. That's cut 23. I think you're going to enjoy it. We thought the Democrats would be reasonable, but they've been not only unreasonable, they've been ridiculous. So we're going to make that August 1st, most likely. It'll be August 1st. Uh, We'll let you know the exact date, but we're looking like August 1st. So it'll be August 1st through the end of 2020. If I'm victorious on November 3rd, I plan to forgive these taxes and make permanent cuts to the payroll tax. I'm going to make them all permanent. All right, so listen carefully to what he said. He said, right now he signed the executive order. The president has signed an executive order 
whether it's legal or not, he's done it. And if they want to sue him and say it's unconstitutional, go for it. He's willing. He's up for the challenge. But he did it because Congress was dragging their feet. And what he said here was, I'm going to eliminate this payroll tax going back to August 1st or effective August 1st. And if it sticks and he gets reelected, he's going to eliminate payroll tax altogether. That's pretty cool. Let me tell you, that is one dude I would vote for. I don't know about you, but I don't like paying taxes. I do it. I don't evade. I pay what I have to pay. But I got to tell you, who wants to pay an additional tax? Nobody does, right? But speaking of Trump, last night in, in Jersey, Trump had this really good press conference. And I don't know if we have a ton of time to play audio, but I'll tell you about it. And he basically, uh, he had a really good time with the media. And this is uh, Cut 19, where he basically told them, he said, well, it's going to be a real peaceful protest. Listen to this. Thank you, Mr. President. You said that the pandemic is disappearing, but we lost 6,000 Americans this week. And just in this room, you have dozens of people who are not following the guidelines in New Jersey, which say you should not have more. No, they don't have this political activity. That because it's a political activity, they have exceptions, political activity, and it's also a peaceful protest. So when you have, and, and as you know, they asked if they could be, you know, they, a number of, and to me, they look like they all have, pretty much all have masks on, but, uh, you know, you have an exclusion in the law. It says peaceful protest or political activity, right? In fact, specifically, yeah, it says exactly political activity or peaceful protest. And you can call it political activity, but I, I'd call it peaceful protest because they heard you were coming up and they know the news is fake. They understand it better than anybody. And they asked whether or not they asked whether or not they can be here. Like the question about Russia. He doesn't mention Iran was in the report. He doesn't mention or he mentions very late that China was in the report because that's the way they are. They're not. If the press in this country were honest, it wasn't corrupt, if it wasn't fake, our country would be so much further ahead. But we're doing really great. Thank you all very much. Thank you very much. Right. We got the point there. So the president basically called out the press and said, hey, no, no, we're having a peaceful protest. The president has figured out, and I think he's always known it, how to fight fire with fire, right? So when you have de Blasio saying, well, listen, everybody's got to stay home. You can't go inside a restaurant. You can only go outside. Then the governor comes in and says, no, you can't. You can't do drinks unless you have food. And they take chicken wings and he goes, oh, no, no, chicken wings aren't substantial enough. You need more. You're going to need, you know, a, a tray of lasagna so that you can have two beers with your friends, right? He sees how they play their politics. So now when reporters come and they try to be smart guys and say, well, right now you're violating social distancing and he turns around and says, well, no, no, it's it's people process and they've got their masks on. I think it's genius. I think he's calling their bluff every single time, just like he's doing to Nancy, just like he's doing to Chuck and just like he's doing to Biden. By signing this executive order, he signs this executive order and that's it. They're going to have to sue him and fight him in court to not give Americans unemployment, to not help kids that are going back to school, to not help develop a vaccine, to not stop felons from pouring into our neighborhoods. I think it's a genius plan by the president. I think he's totally nailed it. 
But I wanted to share a story with you. And I actually had planned to play some audio, but you can get this audio. This was already done. The show that we did on Thursday focused on a former KGB uh, propagandist named Yuri Bezmarov, or Bezmenov, excuse me. And I want you to check it out. Not because I want you to listen to my voice more than you already have, but because I really want you to learn about the techniques that they use. They have a four-phase plan that they use to use something called ideological subversion. And I spent a good amount of time on it on the podcast. It's 30 minutes, so I don't want you to miss that. If you can, I would urge you to. Now, I end every show, uh, at least my podcast, on air sometimes I cut it short because the minutes go. But I end every show with an admonition, usually two. One from Hamilton, it says, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And another from Sir Edmund Burke that says, the only thing necessary for... Evil to triumph is for good people like you to do nothing. And always check out Sibau Meat Products for over a half a century of tradition and quality, the best salami ever. Sibau Meat Products, tradition and quality. 1071 WLIR Hampton Bays and 77 WABC New York Talk Radio News Now. Coronavirus relief, election meddling. I'm Ann Cates. President Trump has signed a series of executive orders this afternoon, providing protection from eviction, a break for student loan holders, and payroll tax cuts for some Americans. The president also says the unemployed will get help. I'm taking action to provide an additional... Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.